Blog Talk Radio. Hi, Quentin. How are you tonight? Oh, I'm pretty good. How are you? I am good. I had an exciting weekend. Uh, But we'll go into that later because it has everything to do with our show tonight. Um, But first, let's just do a couple announcements. I know that we are still in our phase of our uh, submission contest. We've got a few submissions already. Um, So people, get them out to us at our email and everything else. Short, scary story. Um, Quentin, go more into that for us. What, what was that? Sorry, I couldn't hear you. <laughs> go ahead and go into that. Tell them about the contest. Oh, <laughs> all right. Hold on. Uh, well, the contest, again, like Diana just said, it is a short story. Um, every month we are doing a different contest where you have to do something different, whether it be certain kind of photos or stories or we'll have all different things. Um, and basically, you have to have this month and by the last show of this month, which happens to be Wednesday the 31st, uh, and we will then announce the winner on the first show of the following month. And the winner will receive a spider web from a haunted location, and you'll get a little tag and everything with your spider web that tells you what haunted location it comes from. So as Diana said, we've got a few uh, few stories that have come in now. Um, and there's, there's one that I like. Um, so if you've got a good one, send it in. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're always looking for, uh, you know, different ideas for the show, too. So go ahead and use our email. I can't talk tonight. Our email uh, to give us any kind of submissions that you might have, uh, whether they're show ideas, stories, weird pictures. We want to see them anyways. Uh, again, that email to us directly is dstackradio at gmail.com. And if you go to our Blog Talk Radio page, um, which is Blog Talk Radio forward slash Deckhouse Radio, you can go ahead and click on our website links. So we've got the link to the website and our Facebook page. So go ahead, like us on Facebook, Stackhouse Radio on Facebook. Like us there so we, uh, we know we're doing all right. Doing all right. And uh, feel free to post on our page, post up um, suggestions, opinions, or whatever you have. Now, we always want to hear from you guys, mm-hmm. listeners, because you guys make there sure is <clears throat> There is another page. I'm going to do some self-promotion uh, here really quick. Okay. If you guys are interested, whenever you guys hear me talk about my uh, my house, it tends to come up all the time, and I realize I've never mentioned. Uh, there is a Facebook page for my house. Diana's going to kill me at the end of the show for this, but <laughs> I wanted to throw it out there. Uh, it is called The Pink Lady. Uh, so if you go to Facebook search pages, it's called The Pink Lady. It's a big pink house. can't miss it. It's located in Michigan. So uh, come and like my page. Um, and uh, I'll wait till a little bit later. Um, there is an Etsy store that I wanted to tell everyone about, um, but I'll wait till later to do a little halfway point ad. Okay, not a problem. And don't forget, guys, if you go on our web page, um, actually even our Facebook page should uh, be mentioning them, uh, we do support local animal shelters. Uh, we do have iPhone covers we've designed for the radio show. Right now, uh, they're available for the iPhone 4, the iPhone 4S, and the iPhone 5. Um, we are selling those. They are Stackhouse Radio iPhone covers. Uh, they're selling for $20 a piece, and every single penny of the proceeds will go to um, our two animal rescues. So, again, those are the NOAA Project and Wild at Heart Rescue here in Mississippi. So go ahead, check our webpage out, go to Furry Friends, 
on the webpage, and you can see all about our charities. Um, so well, without further ado, I think we should go ahead and get into our show tonight because it's going to be a good one. Um, might be a little controversial. We're probably not going to say things that are going to make a lot of people happy, but it's our show. So, <laughs> Or is that just too childish? Oh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> Anyways. The, the title of tonight's show is Based on a True What? It all stems from a movie I saw set Sunday. And just for you listeners, I saw this movie especially for you. Went to the theater by myself, even got stuck on the nasty popcorn. I went and I saw The Conjuring. Let me say this. If you are going just for the sake of seeing a good spooky, scary ghost story that's just going to give you creepy crawlies and bad dreams at night. This was great. It was a great horror film. And that's how I'm going to put it out there. Now, you know, there are so many horror films out there that are being thrown out as based on a true story. And let me tell you what that actually means. It means that the story was told to the directors and the producers and if they use one single element of that story in their movies, they can say it's based on a true story. I'm correct, right, right, Quentin? Yes. Just, just make sure you're paying attention. <laughs> um, and there's there's been a lot of, I, I know the latest craze now is all the, the ghost movies and the possession movies, the haunting movies. Um, and, you know, I'm sitting in the theater, and I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking to myself, I really hope that people understand that when somebody says, based on a true story, it, they're usually, I mean, Hollywood is usually highly embellished, highly embellished. I mean, honestly, if these people really went, I'm going to tell, spoiler alert here, so if you have not seen The, the Conjuring, please, um, Understand that there will be spoiler alerts because we will, we will be talking about movies and there will be discussions about what happens in these movies. So if The Conjuring is something you wanted to go see, turn your volume down now. Anyhow, um, you know, if you look at the movie The Conjuring and you see the horrible things, the violent things that these people went through, knowing they have children in the house. Now, if I had children in my house, I don't have kids, but if I did, I can tell you one thing. The first time that thing started to possess me, I'd probably grab my kids and get the heck out and not worry about, you know, what kind of good story I can make or what kind of good book I could sell or what kind of movie I can get out of the deal. I sure wouldn't have lived for 10 years. I can tell you that much right now. That's just me. That's all I'm saying. Um, but, Quentin, there's one movie that was made that you actually have direct, um, I mean, direct knowledge of. You actually knew these people. So why don't you tell us about that? Well, most people don't know the the actual um, movie. Uh, There was a book written in 1986 called The Haunted. And there is a movie from 1991 by the same name. And it is about, um, well... It is one of the cases that was taken on by a rather famous couple in the paranormal field who either you love them because you've bought into them because you're a big cultist or you've seen through their BS. And this story, when I'm done telling it to you, if you believe them, there's no way you can argue with me that they have told any truth on this. Well, I'm not bound by anything not to say their name. So, (laughs) see, I have this friend. uh, They live in Monroe? Do they live in Monroe, Connecticut? I, I think they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but this particular couple who comes to investigate, I can say their name, um, they are called Ed and Lorraine Warren. Now, uh, I have some friends who uh, you might encounter. I, I just spoke to my friend last Wednesday. Um, she is bound uh, by a uh, confidentiality agreement from when she worked with them. Uh, she can't say anything about ever working with them. Uh, so you'll never hear my friends come on the show here and tell you that you worked with them. But anyway, I, I talked to her last Wednesday night about it. Um, anyway, so <laughs> this couple 
um, the, the actual couple in the house. They're called uh, Jack and Janet Smurl. The house is in West Pittston, Pennsylvania, my hometown. It's a little double block house um, in an alleyway behind, is it a CVS or a Rite Aid pharmacy? Um, and essentially, it's just a small, run-down-looking house. Um, the family, this is my personal opinion. This is not, you know, based on anything else. I think they were less than par. I'm not going to tell you all the terrible things I think about them, uh, but I will tell you, I'm going to tell you the whole story, but I'm going to start with this detail. When all was said and done, another girl in the high school, because they went to my high school, the girl says to one of them, she's making fun of them for seeing ghosts all the time, and the daughter of the Smurls, because the children were in on this as well, the daughter flings around, and I quote, says, who cares if we made it up? We're going to be rich when we make the movie. Now, Evan Lorraine Warren at this point had already said it was all true, they could, there was Dean, and then the family themselves admits they made it up just for money. So, <clears throat> now the parents have never admitted to making it up because they you know, don't want to look like idiots, but everyone knows a teenager will blurt out the truth, at, you know, like an idiot. So the story is it starts up, it starts with small things like light bulbs, burnout, and things like that, you know. Um, it begins in 1974. There is a Wikipedia story about this, and I'm going to use it for my references, such as dates and things that I don't recall. Um, if you go there, I can't guarantee you that it's all true. I don't know who's written it, and I don't know how... Uh, Altered it may be. But in 1974, they lived in this double-block home. Uh, the parents, Jack and Janet, had their children in their house. And on the other half of the house um, was Jack and Janet's, uh, well, Jack's mother and father. Um, and first it started with loud noises and, and bad odors. And then they started claiming it threw the dog into the wall and it shook their mattress, pushed one of their children, uh, one of the daughters. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, hold on, wait. They threw the do- they threw their dog into the wall. They claimed that the ghost did threw oh. the dog. Oh, yes. I thought you said they threw their dog into the wall. I'm like, I hope it was a little dog. I mean, because they you could throw your back out. It gets better when they realized this wasn't getting them the attention they needed. They uh, they went a little deeper with their story. It then it got to the point where. The mother claims to have been pulled from the bed and levitated in the air while the father was being held down to the bed and he couldn't help her. She was yanked from the bed and swung around the room in the air like this whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Then it gets better. If that wasn't good enough, now the father claims that one night the succubus held him to the floor and raped him multiple times. She <laughs> rode him like a pony. And apparently he didn't, he didn't want it, but as we all know... She rode him like sea biscuit. So my thing is, if he wasn't enjoying it, she wouldn't have been able to do it. You know what I mean? Without getting into detail, you can't you can't really rape men that easily. It's okay. We're mature. We're mature. Oh, I forgot we're mature. Yeah, can I tell you this? It wouldn't have been up. It would have gone flippy-flop. Anyway. Exactly. Yeah, um, so they get, the, they get the church to send a priest there. Now, in the movie, the priest stays for like forever and a day. I don't know how long you really stay. Um, they did send someone there to look around, and he basically said, there's, there's, not, there's no harmful activity on this property. Um, they claim they begged and pleaded with the Catholic Church. Um, by the way, in the movie, the, uh, the, every, the, the people are wearing jackets from Scranton Prep High School. Because, you know, they didn't go to that school. They went to the Wyoming Area High School. Um, my father was actually their teacher. <laughs> um, and really, um, the family in the movie comes across, oh, please help us. <laughs> no. They were screaming in your face and saying, we got ghosts. We got ghosts. They were just, oh, God, selfish, like self-promoting people who were not asking for someone to believe them because they needed help. In the movie, the next-door neighbors come one night and go, oh, my God, what's going on in your house? You need to move out of that house. It's horrifying. Neighbors never said that because one of my best friends from high school, her aunt lived right across the street. In the movie, it's the lady who comes across the street to tell them, oh, you need to move what's happening in your house. It's horrible. Never happened. Everyone in town knew they were liars, and everyone knew they were nuts. Um, When other people moved into the house, they said, there's nothing going on in here. Well, the new story was, oh, well, that's because the ghost followed us. 
see, the, the story was just ridiculous. When Ed and Lorraine Warren showed up, I mean, yes, there's demons in the house. There's some ghosts, but the rest are demons. Um, oh, it's a demon. You know, then, then they claim that, you know, that people were harassing them. And then they start claiming that, oh, it's so terrible that the Sacred Heart finally showed up with a prayer vigil. Never happened. All it was was a crazy family telling everyone their house was haunted. They went to the newspaper. The newspaper published the story, and they ran around town claiming they're being ass-raped by ghosts and God knows what else. And it was comical. It was comical, these, these white trash people going around telling everyone how, oh, you know, they're being molested at night. Well, let me tell you, if it was really happening to you, you weren't going to go tell people that. No, you are not. You ain't going to go put it in the newspaper. Well, I don't know. I mean, what what's in the room molesting me at night? Depends. Is it like this, you what? know, like one of the big hunky demons you see on, you know, I don't know. I don't know. What's it even mm. like? Is he hot? <laughs> I'm, so, I'm not. I'm not discrediting. I'm not discrediting molestation. I'm not. But well, actually, I believe the person who moved into the house after them, mm-hmm. I think, is also a relation to my friend because um, the person who moved in right after them's last name is Owens, and I uh-huh. believe that that I believe is my friend's stepfather's family. Okay. Um, and she claims. She has never encountered anything supernatural in that house. Now, the Smurls still try and claim that they've been haunted. Sorry, my dog is outside housing. Um, they claim they're still haunted. And, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think that people, I'm not saying everyone who says this is making it up. I know I've experienced things, and I think every now and then there is a real bad case. But people like this make you not believe and when you get down to Ed and Lorraine Warren backing them up, the fact that Ed and Lorraine Warren came up with this huge report about how it was demons and this and that and this and that. Oh, it was there. And then the kid says, yeah, we made it up, but who cares? We'll be rich. Well, they never got rich, just so we all know that. Um, and it really discredited the Warrens, but everyone just ignored that it discredited them. Um, the Warrens have a lot of cases that you can pretty much discredit them. Um my one friend could tell you a lot more, um, but she wouldn't be able to tell you how she knew it. <laughs> She's a very nice friend of mine. Can we pay Pretty her? Girl. Well, can we, pay her to, we can pay her to be on the show. Come on, we love scandals. Scandals rock. Um, you you want me to you want me to have her on the show? You think she'd do it? Oh, I think she would. Yeah, mm. I don't think she'd have a problem with it. Well, to check yeah. it out. Um, um, but yeah, she used to, she used to live in Connecticut, um, but okay. now she lives down south someplace. Anyway, um, where were you born again, Diana? Huh? I said, where were you born? Me? I was born in the dirty yeah. water, baby. The dirty water. In the dirty water? Yes, I went from uh, living in the dirty water to moving to the muddy water. I just love water. Go figure. Um, I just saw this really cool thing on this website, this forum that I went on today. And, you know, doing research for the show, we we get into a lot of um, things about hauntings. Um, And I, I, you know, as far as as discrediting people's hauntings, the thing is this. If somebody really truly believes they're being haunted, it's hard to tell them that they're not. It really is difficult. Um, I think that when you go into a place, like a lot of these investigators do, when you go into a place with the notion that you are, in fact, walking into a haunted house, I think that that does, it gives your brain that suggestion. So rather than walking into a place objectively saying, you know what, I'm willing to bet I can discredit all of this, debunk it, and show them that it's a logically that there's a logical explanation for it all. Like, rather than doing that, when you go in thinking, oh my God, I'm going into a haunted house, this poor woman is tortured. I think when you do that, your brain's already gotten that suggestion that you're walking into a haunted house. So your brain is going to create occurrences and experiences for you. Um, you know, people don't realize the strength of suggestion. 
our brains are created to recognize patterns, whether those patterns are visual or audio, we are created to recognize patterns out of chaos. That means if we're looking at weird reflections in the mirror, our mind is automatically programmed to create familiar patterns from that chaos. It's like looking at a wallpaper, like the yellow wallpaper, the story of the yellow wallpaper. When she kept looking at the wallpaper, the patterns are she was picking out faces. How many of us have done that as kids, been in our bedroom looking at the wallpaper and seeing little faces everywhere? Our brains are created to do this. This is a very natural phenomenon. Also, if you listen to, I know we don't have white noise on televisions anymore. I think everybody's pretty much digital. But if you listen to an old analog television, black and white television, and you listen to the white noise, your ear will pick up patterns. It will create patterns because that's how your brain functions. If you have an EVP, for instance, and it's kind of garbled, but there might be something there, all somebody's got to do is say, did you hear this? Right away your brain goes to it and, yes, I do hear this. So I'm not saying when I say that these stories are embellished, when I say that they are over-exaggerated, I'm not saying that, um, okay, some of these people I will call flat out there lying. I mean, I will not doubt that there are people in there, out there in the world that have a house, that are looking for quick cash, and, this, and they basically say, you know what, we're going to haunt their house. Let's tell a good ghost story. Let's make some money. Let's make a book. Everybody's into it these days. I'm absolutely convinced that those people exist. I'm not so sure. That's that's, honestly, that's my opinion of the Amityville horror. I think the lessons went in there, found an opportunity, and took advantage of it. That's what I think happened. He was already in financial trouble. So what better way than move into the house where a mass murder took place and, you know, capitalize on it? You know, get everybody on board, create a good backdrop, have the investigators go in there, already revved up to catch these horrible things. Once you go in revved up to a situation, you're going to see them. If you go in expecting an experience, you're going to have one. That's what it comes down to. So it's not necessarily lying, but I think it's allowing your brain to trick you. And I I will say right now that there are legitimate paranormal experiences. I'm what you call a skeptic believer. And I do believe that there are legitimate paranormal experiences. Um, I think when you, I think you really need to just kind of eliminate all the logical explanations first, though. When every logical group has has been taken and examined and there is nothing left, then at that point I can say, you know what, this could be something paranormal. So it doesn't mean necessarily ghosts. It doesn't mean necessarily demons. I personally, I'm not the, you know, my view on demons is probably a lot different than everybody else's show. But, um, but now you said something about um, there was a scene in that movie that you know for a fact didn't happen. That movie that you were talking about, The Haunted? Yeah. Which scene was that? <clears throat> that was the scene when the Sacred Heart and everything shows up at their prayer group and blah, blah, blah. That never happened because my uncle um, was very big in the uh, the Sacred Heart, and he was, that was in, in his section of the diocese, so he would have been the one to go to this. He would have been the one organizing this, and it, it never occurred. Um, they just made it out that this happened. Um, now, I mean, maybe there were some people who are members, you know, of um, the Sacred Heart who came over privately, but the Sacred Heart or whatever it's called, or they come and pray for you, that, um, that never officially, as an organized part of the church or anything, came along and said, hi, we're here and we're going to do what we do, because the church pretty much deemed these people wackos. Can you say that? Repeat that one more time. It didn't come through clear. Oh, I'm sorry. The church deemed these people as wackos. Oh, okay. There you go. Wackos. The Catholic Church calling people wackos. Takes one to know one. 
Oops, that slipped out. That's anti-religious stuff. That I didn't say anything bad about their religion. I just pointed it. Fresh, fresh, fresh. But uh, and and what was it? God, there's what was the other movie that was just out um, about? Was it the Dito Box? I think that's what it's called. I'm not I care. The Dibix Box. It was called the Possession or Possession. It was about a cursed box. And uh supposedly based on Yeah, the Jewish one. Yes. Yes. It's like a, a Jewish box, um, that keeps all these magical items in there and keeps demons in there or are spared in there. And I, I remember seeing the movie and it was based on true story and I'm I'm thinking to myself there's that one part. Remember, folks, these are all spoiler alerts. So, uh, and I remember this. I can't remember the film, but I saw it once, and I was. Uh, I think it was they were in some kind of tiled room, and the, the spirit was throwing this person around the room. I, I think at that point, I don't know. You probably end up in the hospital if you threw me against. A wall and the ceiling and everything else, and I felt I I don't know that I'd be getting up. I mean, let's face it, I've I've done investigation. I have been uh, a paranormal investigator. I have over a decade experience of historical home appraisals. Um, that was my specialty, historical home. And I'll tell you right now, I'd say that 99.9% of all investigations done are horribly boring. Um, I'm sure most paranormal investigators out there will admit most investigations are sitting there and nothing's happening and you're hoping to get something and then you've got to sit and again for hours and go over all the evidence. So it's a lot of this tedious work. And if we were to have true life stories about what it's really like to be on investigations, people would probably not watch the show. Because no. they're sitting there doing the same thing you're doing there, sitting there waiting. Well, you know, um, and another thing is when they go into, like, those abandoned buildings or big mm-hmm. old empty hospitals, let yeah. me tell you, though you may have searched the building and there's no other people in it, first off, this is pretending that we don't think there's any TV magic or, you know, other people in the building, you know, believing that it's just them and no one's intentionally screwing things up or screwing with evidence. Pretending we believe that. Um, okay. You you cannot tell me that you know that there's not a single animal in that building. Because, let me tell you, chances are there are animals in that building. And are they yeah. going to come up to you? No. But when they run through the room next to you and stuff falls over, well, geez. Yeah. I mean, I've been through the, the abandoned asylum stuff, and I love the history. See, for me... With abandoned places, it's about the history. I love the history of these places, especially asylums. I love psychology. Um, absolutely love it. And for me to be in a place where, you know, the history there is so deep. Now, am I saying, now, I think in a place like that, there's got to be some kind of residual emotions there. I think a lot of hauntings are just that. I think they are emotions left behind, but sometimes emotions can be so strong that they can manifest themselves. Like graveyards. I love, I love, oh, dear God in heaven, I love seeing the ghost hunters in graveyards. Can I ask you something? What the hell would you be doing? If I die today, guess where I'm not haunting? I'm not haunting a damn graveyard. I might haunt somebody's house. I might well, go, yeah. I might, yeah. I might go visit some people uh, that I normally would get arrested visiting. But, you know, I, I've, I'm not always, uh, I've always agreed with the, the leftover that? energy thing. As you were saying with the leftover energy, I, yes, I've always I mean, agreed with that. And just, just a few days ago, I was something I was thinking about was, you know, I, I personally enjoy walking through, you know, nice old cemeteries. I do, too. And I thought, what is it, to, you know, what is it I like about them? And I thought, well, for starters... They're quiet, and there's beautiful sculpted artwork all around. Yeah. Yeah. You're not being bothered. It's very tranquil. But the other thing is, too, there's always that lingering energy, and not so much by the corpse, but usually by those who come to the funerals and come to the graves. Right. They leave behind 
that you know, everyone leaves energy all the time. So when you come to the same spot over and over and groups of people come to that same location mm-hmm. to feel sad, well, what do you tend to feel when you walk through there? Yes. And children's graves especially. Um, you know, I, I've always said that the dead don't haunt graveyards. It's the living that haunt them. Um, and not saying that those, you know, those, um, those feelings aren't real. They're real. You know, I remember one investigation we did over at Guntown Cemetery in Naugatuck, um, I'll never forget it, uh, there was a child's grave. And a little duck, it was wintertime, so a little duck had fallen off the top of the gravestone, a little stuffed ducky, was just frozen to the side of the ground. I felt so bad. So I, I picked the duck up, I went to go pick the duck up out of the snow and, and try to clean it off and put it back up, you know. And it looked like a newer duck. It wasn't that old. So whoever was there must have been there within the past few days. And I remember touching the duck, and all of a sudden I was overcome with this emotion, this grief. I mean, grief like I've never felt it before. And my friend who was with us had to actually basically carry me out. Um, I tend to absorb energy, uh, emotions. And a lot of the emotion that people absorb or the people or that people feel isn't really the dead. It's the living. Can you imagine a mother losing a child and that grief? That feeling of emptiness and loss is so powerful that it resided there. You know, if you've ever gone to a person's house that was just mean and hateful and just an evil person and they pass on and you go into that place, you can still feel it. That hate is alive. You know, people say, careful of your emotions. Your emotions can do a lot of damage and people don't realize how strong they can be. So I, I think correctly people have to understand that, especially if you go into an investigation and there's a girl, like kids going through puberty. A lot of the times when you see things, you know, happening or there's, you know, things flying around the house, what age is other people in the house? You know, if you think our brains, our minds aren't strong enough to put out electro, you know, magnetic, you know, fields that are strong enough to move things, sure they are. You know, I, I, I was so pissed one day at a guy I was dating. My mother asked me what was wrong, and I said his name really hatefully. I was like, God. And as I said that, one of the pictures next to me fell off the wall. My mom's like, okay, so you're pissed. Completely didn't react to it because she knew. You know, so I, I think, you know, a lot of what we consider being of the dead really isn't of the dead, it's of the living. <clears throat> yes. I hear you. But um, let's get back on track, though, because you know me, I can get off track. I'm usually the topic Nazi, so, um, but I was watching, I was watching The Conjuring. And I'm sitting there to myself, and I'm saying, okay, if I was in a situation with my family in a home, and I understand there's people with money issues or whatever, you know what, seriously, I'd find a way. You know, they lived in the house ten years after, for 10 years after the haunting supposedly took place. Um, do I think that things didn't happen? I think houses that have history, you can't avoid something being left behind. You know, you really can't avoid that. Um, I think every place that's been around for 100 years or more is going to have some kind of energy in it. Uh, the energy can manifest. Do I necessarily think it's a ghost or a demon? Not necessarily, no. I think history itself, energy can be so strong. But um, it just, you know, it, it just kind of, I don't know. I guess... To wait so long and to all of a sudden make a movie and a book about it, it just seems suspicious to me. You know, I, I just well, yeah. wish I, I just wish that I could, you know, know that things were being told for the sake you want to write a book about it, that's fine or whatever. But I mean I I think I think after so much time goes by the story changes. That things get embellished. Um you know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. I think stories are told to excite people, uh, to get them interested. Let's face it, if you sit there and go to an investigation, all you've got to say is, eh, a couple things fell off the wall. 
That's it. Got a couple of orbs. After a while, people aren't going to go to your lectures. They're not going to want to listen to you. So I think, yeah, for, for somebody doing investigation as their sole source of income, then yes, you know, they, there would have to be embellishments because investigating in and of itself is not always that exciting. A lot of the time it's very dull. You know, nothing happens. Um but it's interesting because on this forum, you really just have people who are blindly taking everything as gospel. And people, you can't do that. If you're going to worship people, you know, I understand respecting those in the industry or, or the field that have been at it for years and years and years. But be careful that that respect doesn't turn to worship. Because if you start idolizing these people and worshiping them, and that means... I'll, I'll inspect yourself. I'm t- I don't care if it's the guys from TAPS or whoever. You start idolizing and start worshiping these people, and what happens is you lose all objectivity, and you start wanting to emulate them and wanting to be like them. And this is where we get, you know, this is where inspectors or investigators start getting a bad name. And I think I'd love to see people just start doing, just do this stuff completely objectively. Go in. Go in expecting everything to be, you know, be logically explained. Go in believing, you know what, it's not good. I'll bet you it's just typing or something. That's all it is. If you go in like that, not expecting anything to happen, and something does happen, at that point, you know, get some evidence. And I'm sorry. As far as I'm concerned, orbs are not evidence. <laughs> there are so many sites I see now with the the picture of an orb with the you know the the, the red the red slash across it saying no orbs you know people who don't and uh, oh. you know with the group that I trained with and this was this was a few years back I mean, probably at least I think this was at least eleven years ago yeah and uh, yeah about eleven. Um, God, how time flies. The group I originally trained with for the first time um, is a sister group to a well-known group, not one from television, um, but whatnot. I, when I trained with them, the first thing you were taught was, do not go in there looking for a ghost. They right. said, what you're going in there to do is, if someone tells you it's haunted, you're going to want to try and debunk it. They said, well, the word debunk was being used at that time. Um, but they also said, if anyone, when you go to go to an, a location, if they try to tell you anything regarding that location, stop them. Because any time a person tells you, oh, well, one time we heard a voice in the attic, if you get a recording of a voice in the attic, did you really get a voice in the attic, or are you just hearing it because you're waiting to hear it? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, yeah. And they said, you know, they said they had cases where a woman started to tell them something and he tried to stop her and she didn't, she did not stop. She kept telling him about the one room and he said, well, any evidence I get there now is no good. And he said, we had some great evidence come out of that room. He said, and I threw it all away. He said, because it was contaminated now. I agree. I, agree. I absolutely agree. So it was, it was, it was always trying to disprove things. He basically said, I want you to go into a location trying to disprove anything that can happen there, and only the things you cannot disprove do you take away with you to then work on more. Right. Sounds like a good group. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I've just, I, well, you and I have had an experience with a group in Gettysburg. <laughs> and it was, I mean, it was just, it was, Let's go find a ghost. Let's go find a ghost. Oh, there's ghosts over here and there's ghosts over there. There's ghosts everywhere. You know, God, I hope these ghosts are getting paid for this. Oh, I know. I mean, really? This I'm, work I'm telling you. I mean, and it's just amazing. I mean, well, you know, during the exorcist, when the exorcist was filmed, how many people were getting possessed by the devil? <laughs> you know? Oh, my um, God, I you know, I, I had a friend whose mother said to me, she's like, I, I said I never saw The Exorcist. And she said, don't ever watch it. She said, that movie, she was, there's, there's something evil about that movie. She was, when I came home after seeing that movie, she was, I heard strange noises out of my basement for at least the next month. Of and I thought, she did. Well, if you, 
But that, we'll clean the filter on your furnace, babe. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like I said, people, I am not discrediting the paranormal. I've had plenty of experiences myself that I tried like hell to explain away. Trust me. Um, you know, I don't want to live in a place where I think there's some big creepy ghoul waiting around the corner waiting to stab me in the middle of the night. Um, you will never find a doll in my house. The way I see it is if you have a doll in your house, you are begging for that thing to get up in the middle of the night and walk around with a knife. That's what they do. Did you ever see Barbarella people? Think about this. Dolls equal the devil. Sorry. They're just scary because they're they're little people. Wait, here we go. D-O-L-L-S-D-I-V-I-L. See? They begin with the same letter and they have the same letters in their names. Dolls equal devil. Okay, they're just creepy, too. They look at you with their stupid eyes. All blinking at you and shit. It's horrible. Awful. So, um... Creepy-ass dolls. Oh, 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 oh. In The Conjuring, too. The whole Annabelle thing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Annabelle was a raggedy Ann doll. Not this demonic-looking porcelain creepy thing. Creepy demon doll. The producers really went over on that one there. And... You can actually go to the museum where Annabelle is for, I think it's a small fee, I'm not sure. But, yeah, I'm sure there's a fee involved. Yeah, just don't open the case because she might, you know, jump at you and rip your throat out. Well, yeah. It's a doll, folks. Step on it. It's Mind you, she can't, she can't break out of the case for some reason, but she'll come and get you. If a doll comes at me, you know what I'm doing? I'm stepping on it and ripping its head off. I'm throwing a book of lit matches at it. That's what I'm doing. It's a doll. I would burn that. Seriously, if that thing was that evil, it would not be in my house. Burn it. That was my thing. If the doll was so evil, why did they keep it? Why didn't they burn it? You know what they said? Oh, there's a there's a priest put a blessing on the thing. You know what? Have that priest put a blessing on it while it's burning in the back damn yard. Why would you keep it? Why would you keep something so evil? My only answer for that is so that you could charge people to see the evil doll. Sorry, that's how I see it. Now, let me, well, say, this, let me say this right now, folks. I have met Lorraine Warren on several, several, several occasions, a lot of occasions. And I'll tell you something. She is one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. She is, her heart is 100% pure. There is, I would say that there is absolutely nothing malevolent, no in, no bad intention with this woman whatsoever. Um, I have never felt anything but good from her. And I, tr- I, I think she's truly gifted. I really do. Um, I believe that, honestly. Um, I think others who... I think when you have something as somebody as pure as she is and as gifted as she is, I think people might take advantage of it. And... You know, and I hope that's not the case because she is a beautiful, a beautiful, beautiful woman. She was a friend. She was actually uh, good friends with a friend of mine. And we all, um, I, you know, let's just say I've had a lot of encounters with her. And uh, she's a beautiful woman. She's got a heart of gold. She gives the shirt off her back. Uh, she's just an amazing woman. So please never think for a minute that I'm ever saying anything bad about Lorraine Warren. I love the woman to death. Um, you know, I, I mean, there. When you say the Warrens, you really there's a big there's a big group there. It's not just, you know, Ed has passed as of 2006, but it's not just them. It's a whole group of people. So understand that. And I think a lot of people latch on to that uh, to get the 15 minutes of fame. So, and that's a sad thing. Um, but, yeah, burn the doll. You take little Annabelle out of the thing, douse her in gasoline, you burn her. Burn her. Mm-hmm. If she's cremated, she it, now, okay. Now, if she if she comes back to life after that, then yes, it's Satan himself in that doll. But yeah. uh, I don't see that happening. I really don't. Burn it. If it's that uh, evil, burn it. <laughs> <laughs> burn it in a graveyard with consecrated ground. There you go. Burn it. <laughs> <laughs> It's bad. Um, 
I just I just googled a picture of uh, Lorraine Warren holding uh, said doll, and uh-huh. can I tell you? I don't know why the doll doesn't reach up and fix her hair for her. <laughs> it was a different time. That was the style. It still wears it that way. But I mean, come on. And first off, that hairstyle that was not in at that time. That hairstyle hasn't been in since 1892. Okay, I can't talk. My hair is always in a ponytail pulled back, so I, I can't talk. Oh, about no, no, no. This is, she has a huge bouffant in the front with a bun on the back of her head. Is that takes a to do. I'm sorry. That takes a lot of work, don't you think? Well, she probably used it like that for months on end. No. When I... I'm looking at pictures of the museum, and it says, danger, do not touch anything. If it's that evil, it should all be burned. I wouldn't want it in my house. Plain and simple. I mean, personally, I I think it should just, uh, they should burn the whole museum. Well, it's part of their house, so you really can't. You burn the museum, you burn the house. Burn the house. (laughs) But, I mean... Aside from that, though, I mean, you know, if you're going out and you're watching these movies that are based on true stories, please take everything with a grain of salt. Uh, Everything is highly embellished. It really is. I mean... Highly, highly, highly. Highly, 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 highly embellished. Uh, I could sit here and do a whole show on the Amityville Horror. Um, I remember uh, years ago when the first accounts of being a hoax came out, and it was um, Stephen Kaplan, Dr. Stephen Kaplan, who had said, that he offered the Lutzes to go in there and investigate. And when George Lutz asked him, well, you know, is there a fee for you to come out? Um, Kaplan said, there's no fee, but if while we're investigating, we find that this is in fact a hoax, we're going to expose that as well. That will be brought to the public as well as if we found any evidence. So either way it goes, it's going to be brought to the public's attention. Well, strangely, a couple of days after he canceled the inter- he canceled the investigation, stating that his wife didn't want to deal with the public attention. But a few days after that, two investigators went in, and not only did they investigate, but they investigated it on live TV. So I guess the wife wasn't that stressed out. They just picked investigators. Here's what I think is absolutely terrible. Hmm. <clears throat> John Daffis, who happens to be the nephew of said Ed and Lorraine. My issue with him is his whole purpose, whole purpose, is to go into people's houses, pick the most expensive and allegedly, 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 his whole purpose, what I believe, in my personal opinion, in my personal opinion, I believe that this is what he's doing. There is no fact backing this up. I don't have it in writing from any source. I'm just telling you what appears to be going on here. He goes into these houses and always seems to pick the, if not if not the most expensive, close to it, uh, or the most interesting antique in the house, and then chooses that that's the haunted item. And then he takes that item back to his museum with him. Now, of course, he tries to deny that, you know, he tries to say that, of course, people can have it back, which maybe they could. But I did see online that he had gotten himself into trouble by selling items that weren't really his. They were these people's items that he was just keeping in safe, you know, the safe, blessed museum. Well, yeah, it it turns out somebody was eBay and that stuff and raking in the old cash. So, you know... That's something I read online. You know, has it? You know, what the circumstances around it were, I do not know. But let me which tell you, be, that, which may not be a reliable source. Yes. So, but let me tell you, and we say this because those people are still happy, or so I've heard. So that's hearsay. <laughs> yes, it's hearsay. Online hearsay. Um, but to be honest, my personal opinion, I don't like him. I think he's a shim sham. You know, I wouldn't let him in my house. <laughs> well, not near your antiques, anyway. <laughs> God no. And you know what the thing is? I would love to get him in my house and like put up some fake antique and be like, "This is my great aunt Mary's 
Um, she was killed violently in an accident. And watch him be like, oh, yes, it's Joey Hunter. I'd be like, okay, good. I bought it yesterday at the dollar store. <laughs> would love to, but they wouldn't put it on TV you know then. To, you know who used to irritate the hell out of me? That show The Most Haunted? Oh, God. The one there who used to always get possessed every five minutes there. Did <laughs> <laughs> you ever watch the video and... I posted a video. The British one you're talking about? Yes. Didn't he, wasn't he in Gettysburg and he, like, faked something out trying to make her laugh? Was it Gettysburg well, in? No, there was one in England where they, I, they, I guess, didn't know. The, I guess the camera was still running and someone got a hold of, like, this, you know, commercial break footage. Well, that they weren't supposed he, to have on air. Yeah. He is doing this whole, prior to commercial, he's going... He he goes he goes into like trance all of a sudden. He's like, Mary, 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 Mary loves dick. Mary loves dick. Mary loves dick. And then he goes, uh, 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 Richard, Richard. Mary loves Richard. And then he goes, Mary loves dick. Mary loves dick. She she protects him. Mary she covers him up. Well, the, the best version too is he she protects him. She covers him up. Well, then they go to the commercial break, and he suddenly pops out of trance. And the, the girl who's been covering her face in shock goes, oh, my God, I had to cover my face. I was starting to laugh. She's like, you're terrible. And he's like, did you like that one? <laughs> and they're laughing about it. Mm-hmm. So very fake. Um, I mean, come on. The other so one fake. was Chip, I think his name's Chip Coffee is the one who came to Gettysburg to do oh, um, to do one of the houses. And he um, I think he children. Did. He does a lot with children. He's a weirdo. Well, according to me, and the uh, he he took the tour of the Shriver house like four times because the owner of it told me she said, I saw him come through. She's like he came through multiple times. She's like, and then she's like he still got stuff wrong. She's like at one point, um, at one point they're in the Tilly Pierce house, and the reason he went through her house because was he was basically trying to get. More info. Yeah. Well, he starts talking about he feels like he's being shot. If anyone's seen the episode, he talks about being feeling like he's shot. Well, let me tell you, nobody was shot inside the Tilly Pierce house. Wait, in the, and he the was whole, shot in the Tilly Pierce house? Yeah, he's going, oh, oh, I feel like I've been shot. And Ooh, wrong house. Was shot wrong house. And then he, uh, it's, it's hilarious. He, he gets everything wrong. And then, um, like in that particular show, they he they are talking about like um, this show I use a lot because they know what's true and I know what's not. They talk about how Tilly Pierce was in the house using it as a hospital, cutting off limbs and flinging them out the windows. The Tilly Pierce house was not used as a field hospital, and Tilly mm-hmm. Pierce herself wasn't there. She had been sent to the Weikert farm, thinking it would be safer. A lot of them. Unfortunately, yeah. it, it did put her in the middle of the battle, and she yeah. probably had to do field hospital work. But none of that happened in the Tilly Pierce house. And the question yeah. is asked at one point: Did this happen here at this house? And the owner, who is a real piece of work, who everyone dislikes, goes, "Yes, that happened here." No, it didn't. So how can you be experiencing all these hauntings that have to do with it if it never really happened there? Mm-hmm. I mean, wasn't there one point where Los Tonsley went into the uh, Farnsworth and started yelling at the soldiers and just calling them cowards and everything else because they wouldn't give her a sign? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, come on, seriously. That, and that just goes into disrespect right there. Big-time disrespect. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's just, you know, there, there's so much out in these paranormal investigation shows that in people, if you think that none of that is scripted, I can tell you right now, I have had direct, I've had experience with um, reality TV, uh, and I can tell you right now, a lot of it's scripted. They're told what to say. Um, um, They're edited. Those shows are edited. I mean, like I said before, if if they actually seriously this honestly filmed an investigation for what it was, unedited, you know what? No one would ever watch. Nobody would ever watch the show because a lot of the time nothing happens. That's just well, how you know, it is. Well, you know, on any show, really, 
they used to have that show called like it was like America's Most Haunted Locations or something. And it was basically they would go back to a location where they had a scary experience. Mm-hmm. Well, the group that I trained with was on one of those episodes. And on the first day of training, he said, I want everyone to watch this. And he puts it on. And he would pause it throughout it. And he would go, scripted, 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 stage, yep. scripted, stage. And he would show you. And then he goes, at one point, he goes, the camera guy knocked over one of the other night vision cameras or something. Uh-huh. And then still they're going, I didn't do that. He goes, yeah. they, they would, he goes, we caught one of the, the crewmen um, going into a room where there was an EVP recorder talking into it. He said, we caught them throwing things past motion detectors. Mm-hmm. He said, and if something, if something did happen, he goes, we did have a legitimate, like one or two legitimate things happen. He said, but if you didn't react good enough, they'd say, okay, do it over, but make, make yourself look more scared this time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that absolutely happens. Absolutely. Um and like I'm, like I said, you know, as far as reality TV goes, you know, number one, I'm sorry, those guys get paid to do their shows. They do get paid. Well, yeah. Haha, <laughs> they're getting paid. They not, they're not going to be charging the people in the houses for any of these, but guaranteed they're getting paid if they're doing the show by the producer, by the the, the production company, or who's ever contracting it. But I mean, you know, uh, you just gotta really take things with a grain of salt. I mean. You know what the best way to do to, to to learn what it is, you know what paranormal investigating really is. Find a small group in your area, go with them, see how it's really done. You know, um, pay attention to what they're doing. You know, pay attention to what they're using for equipment. Um, honestly, you know what? In a lot of cases, you don't need a billion dollars worth of equipment. You know, just sit there with your camera or whatever, and orbs don't count. Um, orbs aren't any more than dust and understand that if you're out somewhere taking flash photography which means you get your flash going off with the photography anything in the air any molecule, any dust any single thing in that air, if it's summer and it's humid, the humidity in the air will reflect against the flash of your camera orbs to me are nothing more than explainable things, that's all they are I don't, and oh People will say, oh, but that orb changed directions quickly. Your breath could make an orb or a piece of dust or particle change direction quickly. That's how sensitive they are to movement in the air. Um, you know, but just go on, a, go on an investigation with somebody. Go in there not expecting anything. Go in not knowing anything about the history. Just go in blind and check it out for yourself. That's the best way to do it. But if you're watching these movies, you're watching these films, you know, you're sitting there saying, wow, that's what investigations are like. Oh, there's demons coming out of the walls and there's, you know, dead puppy dogs in the hallway and um, I, I don't know well, what else they have. terrible. Cool. I don't know what they have. They could be, I mean, God, I mean, tell me nobody's ever, you said that you go through their dog. Well, that's true. <laughs> One of the guys on, on the forum uh, that I was on today said this. A really, really great example of something. To 99%, this is him saying this, not me. Um, and actually, we're going to go ahead and extend and change some little bit here. But he said, the 99%, let me just do this here. How you do that, I'll, I'll talk about. Diana went to a forum today, and let me tell you, they got her all worked up. She called me up in a real, a real pitch. And, uh, and, and with rightful reason, you go to these forums and these people who go around representing all the ghost hunters out there, go around telling everyone, oh, I'm a ghost hunter and I'm CAP certified and blah, 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 blah. And then they go out there and make asses of themselves by taking pictures while running through the woods. And I kid you not, I have seen people snap, 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 as fast as they can while moving, running their recorders while talking and walking and things like that. And then say, listen, there's an EVP. No, if you're moving, if you're talking, if you're making any kind of sound, you know, don't be taking pictures and don't be taking recordings. EVP recordings especially. You need to be still. You need to be quiet. If the wind rustles the tree, if a bike goes by, you need to announce to your recorder, bike just went by, uh, wind blew hard, someone, someone's ankle cracked. You need to announce all that because when you go play it back later, you may think you're going to remember all that. You're not because it's going to sound different. You're going to go, what is that? Hey, guys. Okay, listen. Um, actually, our show is scheduled to end in about 60 seconds here, so I'm going to see if we can't accept. 
a little bit here and get this. Let's see if we can get this updated before it ends in 10 seconds. So we lose you guys. We're sorry. Apologize. But we're going to try to go ahead and see if we can't. Let's see if I just did it. Um, extended our life here. I can get, hey, uh, uh, are you in the studio page? Yeah, we have 29 minutes. Okay, mm-hmm. good. good. We are extended here, so thought we are going to lose you. We're not. Mm-hmm. We have another half Wait a second, wait a second. <clears throat> our on-air light just turned off. It did. It says, yeah, it, says we, it still says 29 minutes and 30-some seconds left, but the red on-air sign just turned off. Let me... Um, let me do this. I'm going to go um, to our page and see if the radio will play for me. Okay. Okay, long talk radio. Um, let's see. Yeah, I see. We lost her on air. Um, oh, you know what? What? No, you're still called in. It's saying that the show is an hour and 30 minutes, but it says the host has not called in. But it's saying live. I clicked on it, so I think we're still live. Let me see what I can hear in a second here. Um, so you're going to hear an echo for a split second when this comes on. That's okay. No, I think I think we're hmm. we're I think we're good. What do you think? Oh, it's, it's making me watch a commercial. I think we're I think we're on. It says live, waiting for host. But I know we're called in. So I think it's a little screwed. No, you know what? I I I think I missed the 10 second window. Oh, uh, well, it's saying there's another 30 minutes. I don't know why it's doing this. Um, I think I missed the window. Okay, I'm going to... That's okay. Not a, not a big um, deal. I'll end it. I'm just ending wait, it. Wait, we might... 